Good morning and uh, welcome to a Saturday morning edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And uh, we are delighted that you've decided to join us again for some more instruction in God's Word. Uh, today's subject matter, I, I happen to know, is uh, quite an interesting little topic. I, it's a verse that's always fascinated me. Uh, little did I realize as a younger Christian that uh, it actually encapsulated so much, uh, so many different doctrines, and uh, one in particular that Pastor Dick is going to uh, elucidate on. And, and uh, uh, I don't think I've ever elucidated in my life. Oh, you have, sir. Okay. When I was a kid, you did it okay, quite quite right. often. Don't uh, kid yourself. He knows what that means. Yeah, I know he does. <laughs> Could you explain it to me? Nope. No. Uh, care to elucidate? All right. So anyway, we, we're we not going to delay this too much because there's a lot of info uh, in this little passage. I remember being interested in it many years ago, uh, thinking, oh, does that mean that there are, you know, spirits that the people that I know that have passed on that are watching me? <laughs> now, if you haven't guessed which, which passage we're talking about, just because of that, I'm going to let Pastor Dickin introduce this. Now, Pastor, take us to the New Testament in the book of... <laughs> Book of Hebrews will be in chapters 11 and 12, and we'll begin with, with uh, chapter 12 and then go back to verse 11, and we'll tell you why in just a moment. But here's why we did this. Uh, my wife was talking to another Christian friend over the, uh, over the telephone, uh, and she brought up this what, what, uh, business about what does this cloud of witnesses mean? Is that angels? And, uh, and it's a good question. It was a, a good, reasonable question. And then my wife, Sharon, she passed that question along to me. And uh, Sharon is strong in the scriptures and, and wise in the scriptures. And, uh, but uh, I think she wanted me to do something with this verse. But anyway, the verse goes like this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Now remember, this, this lady asked about who were who these witnesses. Here's what it says. Wherefore, now that, that means this is connected to something that, that uh, went beforehand. And he says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And that was what the question was. It says, then let, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Did you notice that we and us is written, of course, to believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? And so uh, when I was asked that question, uh, I knew where to find this verse. And I, and I went down to my study. We call it the alliteration room because I like to alliterate everything. And, um, and I... I looked it up, and uh, sure enough, it was right where I thought it was. 
And here's where it was placed in the scriptures. It immediately follows Hebrews chapter 11, which has famously been referred to by almost every fundamental evangelistic, evangelical uh, uh, commentator. It's called the faith chapter. Now, we're talking about witnessing, aren't we? I love that chapter. Oh, oh, I I love it, too. You know, the word faith uh, occurs in Hebrews 11, 24 times. And so what we're going to we're going to talk about today, and that is witnessing uh, is based upon our faith. And faith is? Oh, it's interesting that you should ask that, Curtis. What is faith? Well, Hebrews 11 gives you the perfect definition of faith. The very first verse. The very first verse says now. I like that now. Now. It's an eternal now. (laughs) Yeah. Now faith And here's the definition. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For instance, did you see Jesus hanging on the cross, Curtis? No. But you believe that he did? Yes. Oh, how about that? You haven't seen that yet. Do you you believe that uh, uh, believers are going to be raptured, taken up out of... uh, out of the world in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Do you believe that? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen it happen? Not yet. No. Well, then what is faith? Well, it's, it's the substance of things hoped for. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to see it any day now. Me too. And Ooh. and Sharon and I both, we're getting yeah. kind of elderly. Uh, I think she's handling it better than I am. But anyway, um, we, we've often said, wow, can't wait for Jesus to take us home. Yeah. Yeah. And because we know that. And we know yeah. that. Now, how in the world can we know such things? Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into uh, into a, a rather detailed, and I'm, I've got to leave some things out because I could preach on this chapter for uh, for, for maybe eight to ten messages, for crying out loud. Oh, and, yeah, easily. And, yeah, easily. So, but we're going to try and condense it into a couple of sessions. Uh, what about faith? It says this about faith. For by it, that is faith, the elders obtained a good report. Mm-hmm. Now, who are the elders? Ah, uh, the Old Testament. Faithful. The Old Testament faith, faithful. That's the right. Old Testament believers. The Old Testament the believers. Heroes of the faith. And and that's how and Sharon says the heroes of the faith. And that's what this is. It's a it's a list, mm-hmm. a compendium of the heroes of the faith and why they were heroes. Mm-hmm. Now remember this. Um the the new Speaking of the New Testament, the new is in the old concealed. The old is in the new revealed. And so this faith chapter is going to reveal something about faith and the faith of people who went before us. Now, what about faith? For by it, that is faith, the elders obtained a good report. A good report with who? To us and to God. To okay, God. now listen. Through faith, 
We understand. Now, you understand that Jesus hung on the cross. And how do you understand that? By, by faith. By faith. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. No such thing as evolution, folks. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You know how God did it? He said it. Bingo. Earth be. And it was. He spoke it into existence. That's right. So so then they go into the list of of the heroes of the faith. Now, this is, I, I love this study because it, it, it's a kind of like a forever study. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I need to be uplifted, I go to this list mm-hmm. of people who were heroes of the faith. There were 16 of them listed here. I'm not going to go through the whole list. I'm going to pick out some of my favorites. Okay. Now, it says it, um, and so he begins uh, by saying, by faith. And then he says this a lot of times. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, this happened in Genesis, way back in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. And whoever wrote the Hebrews, and most people think it was the Apostle Paul, I happen to think that's the case. But but he's, he's taking us back to Old Testament characters. And I mean that in the right way. Mm-hmm. Old Testament characters who did something which witnessed to their faith. Now, by the way, a, a real good uh, word for witness to substitute is the word testimony. Yeah. What is your testimony? And, and by the way, how are we supposed to, as believers, how are we supposed to witness? And we'll, if you go through this list and then uh, refer to these characters in the Old Testament, you'll see how they witnessed. And, and, and I've got a nice little alliterated list of the ways that we it's believers. Alliter- it's alliterated? It's alliterated. It is? It all begins with the letter L. So write them down. How should we as believers witness? Number one, with our life. Can people tell that you're a believer by the way you live? I've been told that that is the case, yes. Yeah. By our life. By our love. What do you love? Mm -hmm. What do you love? Well, we're supposed to love one another first and foremost. Yeah, and we have to understand that the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. There is a little part of every human being in which God has instilled the ability to love him and others. Mm-hmm. So we can witness by our life, by our love, by our lips. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. What does that mean? That means you should give a verbal testimony of your faith in Jesus Christ to others. The people who live to the left of us have heard this from me. There are new people to the right of us that just moved in not too long ago that I haven't been able to catch, and I guess I've got to bang on their door. Mm-hmm. But And the people that had lived there previously heard about the Lord Jesus Christ from Dick. So by our life, by our love, by our lips, and by our look. Do you look like a Christian? 
Well, how do you look like look. A, Yeah, how do you look like a Christian? Don't look slovenly. Don't look like a bum. I haven't shaved recently. Cover your body with ugly tattoos. That yeah, that. Not only that, but not only that, but but to dress inappropriately. You you got to dress appropriately. What does that mean? Uh, modestly in modest apparel. First Corinthians tells you that in, in chapters 11 through 14. Now, we're not saying women can't wear slacks. We're not saying I'm, that. I'm not saying it. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't either. There are some people that would. A woman shall not put on men's clothes. But if you've ever seen my wife in slacks, you wouldn't think she was a man. I'll guarantee you that. Okay. By our, look, how about this? By our learning. You know, the apostle Paul wrote to Timothy they said, the things that you have learned, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. We need to witness to others by what we know. And here's the, here's the last thing. And we should use our liberty. Now, Curtis, you and I have talked about it. We're going to do a podcast on liberty one day. We, yeah, we should do a podcast on Christian liberty. Yeah. For, for example, you do not have the liberty to sin. No. God never gives you permission no. to sin. He forgives it. He gives you grace. He gives us grace. And mercy. Yep. And by the way, he's given believers liberty to do what is right. That's correct. And so, and so these are the ways in which you can witness to a lost and dying world and even to other saved people who are maybe backslidden or, or who uh who are downtrodden and 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 worried and and, and so forth and, and who are grieving over uh their lost loved ones or, or those may, who or are maybe, sick or maybe they're doubtful of their own and some, salvation and, and sometimes and, that's yeah, right and it happens so and so we need to be faithful in our witness or our, our testimony. Mm -hmm. Our testimony is that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been, I joined, Woo. I've joined churches, which before you can become a member, you, member, you have to stand in front of the congregation and give your testimony as to your salvation. And it better be right so that you can become a member. Now you're already by faith, a member of the body of Christ, but to be a member of a local assembly, Oftentimes you have to give a testimony. Sometimes that testimony is is shown in in water baptism, yeah. which pictures the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was was baptized by immersion. Why did he have to be baptized? Because he was giving a prophecy of what was going to happen to him: death, yeah. burial, and resurrection. That's why John the Baptist baptized him, not because. He had to have his sins washed away. No. Baptism doesn't wash away your sins. Uh, faith. By grace through faith, that washes away your sins. And so we have to have, we should have, we ought to have, we need to have a good witness and a, or a good testimony, let's call it that, to a lost and dying and grieving and hurting world. Mm -hmm. Now, 
this we're gonna we're gonna go through the list of witnesses and I'm gonna pick out a few and we're gonna talk about why they were such a good witness because they they greatly impinge upon my life and what I've been through uh, although they went through things more severe than I did and so here are the witnesses they're Abel Enoch Noah Abraham Sarah Isaac Jacob Joseph Moses and Rahab, mm -hmm. two women in that. And, and I'm going to talk about Rahab um, as we as we go through it then. And then, uh, and that's the list that tells you what they did and how they were a good witness to the, as to their faith in the Lord. Now, then they give a, a list uh, in verse 32 of chapter 11, which doesn't talk about what they did, but he but it says this. And I'm going to read it from the scriptures. It says, um, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson, of Jephthah and David also, and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, brought right, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness are made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had the trial of cruel mocking, scourgings, Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain by the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. <sighs> yeah, take a break. Wow. Yeah. Verse 39 says, And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise oh god having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect one day oh, there's going to come a resurrection yeah of all of the dead that's right those that are dead and some who are still alive when this happens yeah. at the rapture of the church when we'll be a well, the, the live shall be caught up to, to be with the Lord in the air, and so will these dead who died in faith. They get caught up Bingo. first. And they'll go first. Mm -hmm. Then we which are alive and remain, then will follow instantly, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Now, how did Curtis... How did you get saved? Do you remember? Yeah. How did you get saved? I was at summer camp at Bill Rice Ranch when I got saved. I was 10 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Bill Rice himself was speaking that night at, at, at one of our chapel sessions and, yeah. and was talking about, uh, he was preaching about uh, grace and mercy. And he was talking about his own father, and how his own father would, would correct him and sometimes would withhold correction, uh, even if he deserved it uh, in certain circumstances. Uh, but it was in order to show him something. 
It was in order to teach him something. And he explained that God does the same thing. He provides grace for, for everybody as a free gift. Uh, and, and sometimes and, and will show mercy and not punish you in the way that you ought to be punished uh, in, in order to bring you to the knowledge of that grace. And it was, a, it was an illustration that, that kind of hit me at 10 years old. Yeah. Because I thought about uh, sometimes how I, I got corrected as a kid. And it was sometimes it was, it was painful. Yep. You know, yep. the old derriere. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't sit down for a couple of days. And then there were some times where I probably deserved it, didn't get it, and was told why I didn't get it. Uh, and it, it just made perfect sense to me. And I, but it also made me feel horribly guilty that I had, that I had not acknowledged God for, for his grace and mercy. And I decided I better do that right now because, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, if I don't. By the way, who laid the foundation for that message for who, you to hear? Who laid the foundation for yeah. that? Yeah. Well, well uh, you, you did yeah. as, as a kid. That's, we yeah. We had nightly Bible studies from the time I was maybe five years yeah, of age. That's right. Yeah, so I had already gotten a, so, a, a fair dose, a, a regular consistent dosage for five years. So so your dad gave a witness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your mom gave a witness. Oh, I yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the churches where we went gave witness. Yes. And so you had a foundation. And when it got to the point where you were old enough to say, my goodness, that's how it all works. Well, you know, I'd gotten two years of instruction from you at home. And then we, I met Pastor Roger Birdsall of First United Brethren Church yep. here in Peoria. And he's, I'll never forget him. His witness was he, he and his wife went to Jamaica on a vacation and he brought me back a conch shell yeah. from Jamaica. He said, I picked it up off the shore. And he said, you know, if you listen, put your ear to that. You can hear the ocean get closer to you. Yep. And he said, God works the same way. The closer you get to God, the clearer you'll hear him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that we, we, we were, you were raised under great men of God. Roger Birdsall yeah, was one of absolutely. them. That's for sure. Bobby Lounsbury was another one. You were, you were a great man of God. Okay. Well. Thank you, but in my eyes, yeah, okay, um, and I'm going to talk about how how you and I have in our lives done some witnessing. Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. And I know Sharon has done it because everybody at work knew that she was a Christian. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. they knew that she was a believer. That's the way it ought to be. That's the way it ought to be. Okay, and same way with me that people knew. And sometimes they wondered if I was. I know that, but uh, always. That's because none of us are perfect at being a witness. That's right. So, so let's talk about witnessing, uh, and then and then we'll go into these into these famous men of the Bible. So here's what here's how you're to witness: Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to what every creature. In another, in another gospel, it says that we're to be messengers to all nations. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're trying to do that with this podcast. Yeah, we've uh, been heard abroad in 30, 30 foreign countries. 30 foreign countries, and thank you for listening. Oh, amen. And in 47 states. 
45. 45 states. Okay, yeah. 45 states of the union. And we always give a clear message of the gospel. Now, how in the world can you, as a, as a saved human being, witness? Well, look for opportunities to do it. And, the, and God will give you opportunities to do it. Lots of them. And people will, without even knowing, will give you a prompt. <laughs> They'll give you a prompt. Yeah. For instance, there was a, 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 a girl that ran the register at a local gr drugstore. She had a tattoo on her arm. Uh, I saw the word God on her arm and had been tattooed on it. And I said, I said loudly, because there were people waiting in line and because there was another cashier next to her, I said, oh, are you a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and are you saved? She says, oh, yes, I'm saved. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, who was I witnessing to? To those around me. <laughs> and they heard that. And they know when I come there that... Uh, that that's what I am. Uh, we've witnessed to our neighbors, but let me, uh, and I'm going to go into this a little bit more thoroughly about, about how it's been done um, historically and how it's been done well and how it ought to be done now. Because these people were great witnesses, mostly by what their lives and what they did as a testimony to their faith. So people have to know who you are and why you're why you're witnessing. Mm -hmm. They have to know that. So uh, let me start out with this. We lived in West Peoria. Yeah. And we were going to Averyville Baptist Church. Bobby Lounsbury was the pastor. I'm going to name names here. <laughs> and and uh, and I'm not going to get in trouble, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think Pastor Lounsbury would be upset about that. That's right. I think he'd love it because, and I got under conviction that I wasn't doing things as a Christian. I wasn't witnessing, uh, uh, you know, very much. And so I saw that we had a bus ministry. We had a bunch of buses. We would go out and they would go out, pick up kids, uh, bring them into Sunday school and preach the gospel to them. Even we even had some adults that ride the buses. Now, the way you got those people to get onto your Sunday school bus is you had to go door to door with your message. And we did that, Curtis. And I was told by some strong believers, we've tried to do this in West Peoria and you can't do it there. And my answer was, I wonder, did those people that tried it serve the same God I do? Yeah. And we went. Don Rivnack was my buddy. And Don Rivnack lived in the, the uh, north part of Peoria, the north central part of Peoria. And he would come every Saturday to my house. And he and I would go door to door in West Peoria. And we went, we took gospel tracts with us. And uh, we told the people why we were there and what we wanted to do. And oftentimes uh, they, they didn't want to hear anything like that. But we were there anyway. And, we, and the name of Jesus was mentioned at every, on every porch. We made sure of that. Well, one day after months of work, going door to door in West Peoria and in a, in a suburb just across the road from us called Norwood, 
we visited just about everybody we could get to. And one day we took our bus out. We picked up everybody that said they would come. And my goodness, we had a 44 passenger bus with 65 people on it. Um, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that, Curtis? Because sure you rode the bus every Sunday with me. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Standing up. How did that happen? <laughs> we provided a good testimony, yeah. a good witness to the Lord Jesus Christ by what we were doing, by what we were saying, by how we looked. Mm -hmm. And by the way, in West Peoria, if you did, it was close knit. If you said you were a Christian, you better give evidence to it when you're out in the backyard uh, trying to get get rid of those doggone tulips that just keep coming up. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It, 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 even when we're out more, you got to be a good witness yeah. to who you are and why you're that. Okay, now let's go, let's go quickly and. Uh, uh, Curtis, you and I—you were with me in in Pontiac, Michigan, weren't you? Oh boy, we lived in Pontiac, Michigan, I'll and never, we did the same thing. We I'll said, "Give us a, it. give us a bus. We'll go door to door, and we'll and we'll uh, try to fill up a bus." And they said, "Well, we do have one bus. It needs some repair. It'll take about a week before you get it." So, Tom Pearson and I—you remember Brother Pearson? Sure. Yeah, yeah he had a he had a passel of kids. Yeah, and uh, so. Tom Pearson and I, we were both students at Midwestern Baptist College, and we went to um, Emmanuel Baptist Church. Dr. Tom alone was a pastor, and we went out door to door in a place called Auburn Hills, and it was just across the street from Pontiac, Michigan. Now, we'll be right back. We're taking a break. We're taking a break.